Hello, welcome to service. It's another Sunday. We are so glad that you welcome us into your homes again. We're so happy to be with you. It is a new week and we're trusting God for new blessings. Our expectations are up to here. So how has it been with you? How has life been? What has been happening in your family? I'm trusting that it is well with you and with all who are connected to you, all who pertain to you, your household, everyone, your work, your business, your career, everything you're interested in. I trust that it is well with you and I'm trusting God for God's blessings over you for the rest of 2021. Almost there, 2022 in view. Hallelujah. I want to thank Pastor for the opportunity to speak on this platform again. Um, and I believe greetings from my family. We are all well. Thank God for life, for grace, and for everything he's doing in his church. Hallelujah. We are continuing with our series today on promises. And today we will be looking at God's word, God's promises for marriage and for children, which I hope will bless you, will bless everyone. So why don't you share, why don't you call your family to join you while you watch service today and trust them that God's word will come to you powerfully today. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We glorify your name. Thank you, Lord God, for your word. Thank you for it. Is a, it is a privilege to hear from you. It is a privilege to hear your heart, Lord. We ask for insight. We ask for understanding. We ask, Lord God, for inspiration from your word. And as we hear, and we will not be hearers only, but we will be doers, and we will be partakers of your promise. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Isn't it interesting that God's word provides for every aspect of our lives. The Bible says that he has given us all things that pertain to life and to godliness. So everything, as long as it pertains to life, God has given it to us. So when it comes to your marriage and when it, when it comes to your children, God has covered it in his word and has made so many promises with regards to this. We're just going to be looking at a few when we covered, I would say only three areas in a way it pertains to marriage and three years where it pertains to children. But believe me, there are so many, so many promises of God. And should avail ourselves the opportunity to be partakers of this blessing. We shouldn't go through life, you know, indigent and depressed and managing. No, he has made us kings. He wants us to reign in life as kings. Hallelujah. He wants us to enjoy. You know, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. So he wants us to live life and live it abundantly. Not leave it managing. Not leave it sad. Not leave it half fulfilled. He wants us to be fulfilled. That's why he wants us to live purposeful lives. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not saying we need to live affluent lives. We need to go skydiving. And you can do that if you want. But he wants you to live a full life, a purposeful life. When God instituted marriage, and we remember in the Garden of Eden, God made everything. Everything was good. Everything was well. Everything was beautiful. Everything he made himself was good. Everything he made himself was good. The only thing that was not good was man being alone. Because he was all by himself. And God said, I will make a help suitable. 
Adam Maker helps you to bond. What did he do? First, he made animals and he brought them to see what, what um, Adam would say. And for Adam, none, none of them was suitable. They were all maybe helper, maybe, you know, companions, not necessarily. But the main thing was there was not suitable, suitable, well suited to help him until he made woman. And later on in that chapter, Godward says, it is for this reason that man will leave father and mother. Man will leave father and mother and will cleave to his wife and they will become one flesh. One flesh. Jesus took it a step further in Matthew chapter 19 and he said, they will become one flesh. Now, what God has joined together no one separate. What God has joined together, let no one separate. And that is why it's said in marriages today, you know, when the minister officiates a wedding, at the end, he, you know, after joining, after the joining, what would he say? Now what God has joined together, let no one separate, you know. But many of us are living lives and our marriages where people are coming in between us and our spouses. That's not God's plan. It's not in the promise. It's not God's word. No one should separate. So we're not just talking about proper separation, but anyone, and even your children, no one should separate. So, so one of God's promises for us is unity. And I believe this unity is not just becoming one flesh, but unity in vision and in purpose. Because when God instituted marriage, it was for companionship, it was for help. There was supposed to be suitability for them to achieve God's purpose. Remember, this was before the fall. So for them to achieve God's purpose, to dominate, to replenish, to subdue, we were now supposed to be one flesh. Remember, no one was taken out of man. But they come back together in marriage to be one flesh. So if for any reason, there is a unity in your marriage. Someone is coming to separate you from your husband. Something is coming to separate you. You can stand on God's word and say, Lord, this is what your word says. What you have joined together. No, nothing should separate. And you can deal with your offender. Hallelujah. You can deal with that offender and God will honor it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Second thing I want to mention is, for those who are single, because we, you know, whether you're married or you're single, as for me, as long as you desire marriage, I believe God has made provision for you. And it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. Of course, we don't believe in age marriage, you know what I mean. But what I mean is, you see, when it comes to God's promises, it has nothing to do with age. And we see this so clearly. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to jump the gun now because I'm going to talk about Sarah and husband actually with children. The Bible talks about the deadness of Sarah. So that womb was dead. That body was dead. But what about just a few years after me? We're not talking about in late 40s or 50s or 60s even. Or even 70s. We're talking late 80s, 90. Hallelujah. God made that body alive. God made that womb alive. God gave life to those ovarian, those eggs, those follicles. 
gave, made them alive, stimulated them, and they started to work. So it doesn't matter. You know, sometimes, you know, we're under pressure. I'm getting older, I'm getting older. And people are talking about the biological clock ticking and things like that. Do not worry. Do not be afraid. You see, as, as far as I am concerned, once you can believe, once you can believe, you know, when Jesus was working with, with um, Jairus to his house, and he was interrupted by that woman with the issue of blood. And what, you know, in the middle of all that, they came, someone came to Jairus and said, Don't bother the master. Your daughter has died. The worst has happened. You know, death signals finality. Done. Well, in our minds. Done. It's not actually, it's, it's transition, isn't it? Because when Jesus got there, he said, why are you because she's sleeping? That's the difference between how God sees it. How God sees our circumstances. You know, we think, oh, it's done. I'm 40 now. It's done. No. It's not, it's not done. That's not how God sees it. Hallelujah. So in the middle of all that, Jesus just looked at him. You know, just to interrupt the fear, the doubt, the worry. Jesus looked at him. Only believe. So don't be afraid. Only believe. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that is that seek out the book of the Lord and read. The scroll of the Lord. None of this shall be missing. None shall not come in. And you know here I was talking about none of this shall be missing. None shall not come in. My mouth has given the word. My mouth has spoken it. My spirit the message translation says, my spirit has set it in motion. So God has his way bringing people together from different places, from different areas. You know, so people have come to you where, you know, there were a lot of macho singles and we're just praying, oh, trusting God. Every one of them married. And the interesting thing is that many of the, of the married people who were there, around from strange places you know which is why sometimes sometimes spouse is just around you but even if god has to bring that spouse from another country he will. if he has to bring him from another state he will you know if he has to bring him from another continent he will you know the other day i was looking on social media and there was this person who said, oh, we're getting married after meeting for eight months. And it was like a social media meetup. So people are meeting in all sorts of places. Now it doesn't matter. Well, it depends on what, you know, you know, you want, what your values are, what, what you're believing for. But what I'm trying to say is that God can use any means. Your worry is not how will he do it? Where will the person see me? No, leave that one to God. All you need to do is believe. All you need to do is stand on his promises. Hallelujah. And then the third point I want to say about marriage is it is God's will. It's in God's word. God's word makes provision. 
enjoy our marriages. Enjoy. So if we are not enjoying our marriages, if we are just barely getting by, managing, living like roommates, it's not God's best for you. There is more. It's not God's best for you. Now, Ecclesiastic, God's word says, 996, enjoy your wife, the wife of your Live joyfully with the wife. So that is, that is what he wants. You know, later in the says, this is your portion. This is the one that belongs to you. This is the one, you know, when someone shares the case, this one is your portion. What does it mean? It belongs to you. You can go ahead and take it. But you can also leave it on the table. Somebody else can take it. Or it can just sit there. It is your portion. So this is one of the things God wants you to enjoy in life. He's made provision for it. Bible says he will find a wife, finds a good thing, and obtains favor. So if you're not obtaining favor, if you haven't seen that favor, you say, Lord, there is something wrong here. Your word to me is, if I found a wife, I should find a good thing. I should obtain favor from you. This is good. But it's not feeling good. It's not looking good. I will go, you know, and, and towards the end, we'll talk about the keys to these promises. Because when it comes to marriage, there has, there's also, you know, a part that work plays. You know, faith without works is dead. So there is a part that work plays. But God's word is sure. God's word is true. God's word is real. Hallelujah. The Bible says that houses and wealth are inheritance for, for, for parents. But a prudent wife is of the Lord. And you can use this term. A prudent wife is of the Lord. Your parents cannot give it to you. They can't bequeath it to you. A prudent wife. And I will sure pray this prayer for my sons. Because I want them to marry prudent women. Hallelujah. A prudent wife is from the Lord. Is a gift from God. You can only inherit it from God. Hallelujah. So in the same light, when it comes to children, God's word has also made provision. When God brought the children out of Israel and they were in the wilderness going towards the promised land, what was his word to them? None shall miscarry. None shall cast her young. None shall be barren. So if you're expecting you're in God's waiting room, you say this word over and over and over as long as you desire Hallelujah. As long as you desire it, none shall cast her young. None shall be barren. So you say, I will in my body. Bible says the fruit of your body I will be fruitful doesn't matter how long I will be fruitful hallelujah hallelujah that is God's promise that is something to hold on to to stand on and say Lord this is what your word says bring it to pass in my mind where it concerns the, the, the progress of your children what does his word say seed of the righteous will be mighty the, the generation of the righteous will be blessed. Your descendants will be blessed. Great will be their peace. Hallelujah. These are the things God's word has said. God will watch over their coming out and their going. God's eyes will be upon them. So you can pray these prayers over your children and you can believe it for them. 
that they will be the head, they will not be the tail. That they will move forward and they will be great until they become very great. They will be mighty in management. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. And with regard to their protection, there's this verse I love so much, and that is the verse we are going to read. Isaiah chapter 65, verse 23. It says, They shall not labor in vain or bring forth children for sudden terror or calamity, for they shall be the descendants of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring with them. You know, and, and for me, this is, you know, one of those prayers I pray for my children. And it's really, if for any reason, I feel worried or afraid. No, I will not bring food for sudden terror or calamity. Something will suddenly happen to my children. I won't hear bad news concerning them. I will not bring food for sudden terror or calamity. Hallelujah. And you can pray for them. Last, year, last week, we talked about protection. You can pray those prayers for them. And trust God to take care of them and just rest in his promises. Hallelujah. As I mentioned, I said I was going to talk about just three keys. Three, no, four keys. Four keys to these promises. Because we are forced to appropriate God's word. There are some things that need to be put in place. Hallelujah. You know, if you win, you win a prize or something, they will check the terms and conditions. Make sure that you satisfy the terms and conditions before they give you your prize. Hallelujah. So there are keys to this promise. Number one is faith and patience. We already talked about this, I think, um, a few months ago. We talked about faith, patience, perseverance, and things like that. But one of the, why it's an important key when it comes to marriage, especially if you're in God's way to be marriage or for children, is because it takes faith. For some people, it's a walkover. They just, they just get to the age, they get married, they have children, no issues, that's fine. For some others, you would need to believe God for it. Sometimes it might take a week or two weeks, 10 months, one year, a few years. But that does not discredit God's word. What he has said he will do, he will do. You know, look at Abraham and how long it took for he and Sarah to get to the promised land. Number two is, don't be discouraged or desperate. And I'm going to just, what well, I've just said, said that, you know, in context is because of Abraham and Sarah. Because at some point, they decided, Sarah, she said, take my, <clears throat> because she was seeing things just as we would all see things. That's a human being. She's like, I don't think this is working. I'm, I'm very old now. Take my maid. Rachel did the same thing. She looked around. Ah. My sister Leah is ahead of me. Nothing is working. Oh yeah, take my maid. So don't try to help God. Don't try to, you know, do something. You know, because I believe when it comes, especially when it comes to something like marriage, you know, it is a man who initiates the marriage. He is the one who leaves father and mother. He is the one who fights. He is the one who seeks. Hallelujah. So, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Hallelujah. So, this is very important. Because sometimes when we are in that waiting period, I just ask, what is wrong? Why isn't this happening? Maybe I should be doing this. Maybe I should try this one. 
Maybe I should try that one. And there'll be so many people who will be coming to you. Ah, have you done this one? Have you tried that one? Have you gone this way? Have you, have you done that? Just wait. Wait. Hallelujah. Don't become desperate. Why? Because desperate people make poor decisions and make mistakes. So don't become desperate. Don't become depressed. Don't become despondent. Trust in his word. And I know you say, oh, it's easier said than done. But trust. Hallelujah. Amen. Next thing is listen and obey instruction. And, and I like that this is coming next because there may be an instruction you need to obey while you are in the waiting room. There might be an instruction. God might be saying, move. He might be saying, move country. He might be saying, move city. He might be saying, change your job. He might be saying, this is not what I want for you at this point. I want you to walk on this. Hallelujah. He might be saying, go ahead and do IVF. Just, but it has to be him saying it, not you initiating it. Hallelujah. So this is the difference. It has to be God saying it. God is the one who's saying, go and do this now. Now is the time to go this, this way. And now is the time to go that way. So this is why it's so important. The leading of the Holy Spirit. Knowing what God wants you to do. Knowing what he's saying to you at each point in time. Because he might be saying, take a step of faith. Take a step. Which brings me to corresponding action. Brings me to corresponding action. Because sometimes you have to take a step. Or do an act of faith. But I would qualify this by saying, make sure you are being led by the Holy Spirit. And some people do would do things like, you know, buying a wedding gown or, you know, decorating the baby room. And all these are corresponding actions because faith without works is dead. God's word, God's instruction to you at this time might be go and seek therapy, go and speak to your pastor, go and get some counseling. Walk on this area in your life. Do this or do that. Because for us to enjoy what God has made, you know, enjoy our marriages, there might be something God wants us to do. There might be something lacking. We need to sit down, identify that thing, and begin to work with God. And he will make all things new. And he will make all things well. Hallelujah. So I'm trusting God. I'm trusting God. That he will bring to pass everything, everything we want, everything we expect when it comes to our family life, our children, our marriages. If we haven't seen what it is that we're looking for, if, if, if we are not in line, our lives are not aligned to God's best, then we shouldn't be comfortable. We shouldn't be comfortable, you know, in anything that is not God's best for our lives. It shouldn't be enough for us. We should strive and stand on God's word until we get to the point we are living our best lives, the life that God had in mind when he made us. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We glorify you. honor you because you are good. We thank you because of your great and precious promises that you've made available to us. 
we stand on your word and we speak. Everyone who is listening, who will listen. Father, to bring to them that thing that they want by consulate family. Whether it is a spouse, whether it is children, whether it's for children to do well, whether it's for them to do better in their families, whether it's for their marriages to be healed, for their marriages to be joyous and happy. Father, we will not settle for anything that is not your best, that is not in conformity with your word. Father, we thank you. We speak healing. We speak wholeness. We speak life. We speak fruitfulness into our lives, into every area of our life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, thank you for joining us. Don't forget, our series on Tuesday still continue with Pacifying Obi. And our prayers on Friday, on Wednesday, and on Friday. Please catch up with us. We are having a role. We are beginning to build towards 2022. So we have to finish 2021 on a bang, on a very high note, and go into 2022 victoriously. Hallelujah. So join us to pray. If you want, if you want to join us, just send us a text or go to, to our website, activate.co.uk, and you would get all the information you need. So I'm trusting God that the rest of this year is going to be great. This week is going to be your best week yet. God is going to surround you with favor as a shield. He is on your side. He is working things out for you. Stay blessed in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm.